Welcome everyone, this is Luca and today I will be the host of the United Citizens of Europe podcast. Today we're going to have our first guest of the podcast and she is Tadiwa. Uh, she's a Zimbabwean national, uh, but she has a very international background and she's now hustling in my home country, in Italy. So I hope you enjoy. Oh. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing alright. <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, okay, so now we're finally having uh, our uh, joint episode together. Um, Yay! So you have a podcast called The African Dream. Um, let's explain this a little bit. Like, what is The African Dream? Well, the African Dream podcast is basically a platform where I think the successful Africans, whether it be as business people, academics, or in any form, shape, or size, actually share their stories with the hopes of uh, motivating and aspiring uh, people from well, Africans mainly from the middle to lower class backgrounds who, you know, because of the world economies feel like it's impossible to achieve whatever dreams that they have. But I mean, when I started this podcast, that was my dream to let them know that anything is possible. You know, you don't have to say I'm African, I'm from Zimbabwe, so I'm never going to be rich. I'm going to be stuck in poverty. No, that's not true. Well, but um, you're also, right, you are from Zimbabwe, but then now, right now you're in Italy, you're in Milan. Um, one of the uh, most expensive cities in, in Italy as well. Uh, so I would <laughs> say you already did something if you managed to live there. Um, and, uh, but then, yeah, you, you're, you actually have an international, pretty international background. Uh, you didn't just go from Zimbabwe to Italy, you went some, somewhere else. Can you explain a little bit? Well, yes, I have traveled quite a bit. Um, I started off in Zimbabwe. That's where I had most of my high school and first couple of years of university. Then I transferred to Cape Town, South Africa, and I got my bachelor's degree in business administration from there. And I briefly went back to Zimbabwe to look for a job and successfully before moving to Angola, which at that time, Luanda was, I think, the most expensive country in the world, uh, most expensive city in the world. Mm -hmm. So to me, Milan is quite cheap. <laughs> and <laughs> I started off as a volunteer, and eventually I started working in Angola, and I lived there for about four or five years, I believe, before moving to Milan, Italy, to pursue my master's degree, and hopefully the next chapter of my life well every time you say that you're in milan for your master's degree you never say which university you went to as if you went to a bad university which university you did like because it's not it's not a, a which are university like it's a pretty important university in italy okay so to be quite honest i did not know that universita catholica the catholic <laughs> university 
is in Milan or in Italy is a big university when I moved here. I had the choice of Bocconi or Catholica and Catholica gave me the best scholarship. So that's how I ended up being at Catholica. But I didn't know it was as, as big as you say when <laughs> I came here. Well, no, I, I can tell you that uh, it is pretty big. Um, okay, so in your uh, podcast, the first episode in which you talk about yourself, um, you also say that, uh, you also talk a little bit uh, about rejections and how uh, it's hard to find jobs. Um, this is something like this, kind of one of the reasons why we're doing this, uh, we have this project. Um, because uh, like here as well, we, um, I mean, also after COVID crisis, we're gonna have, um, you know, a, a, a little bit of an issue with uh, to entering the job market. market. Um, and for us, um, like students, it, it looks kind of complicated getting to the job market. So like listening to stories like yours, I have to say like, it's really, really interesting. So I'm happy that you're the uh, first person we are interviewing when now that we're back uh, doing this um, interview format. Um, so I wanted to ask you, like in the first in one in the first episode, you talk about rejections a lot. You talk about how you send out um, uh, your CV, and then sometimes they don't even they either tell you you're not fit for the job. Sometimes they tell you they don't tell you anything. They just don't respond. They just go MIA. Um, I don't know. Like, can you talk about a little bit about this? Because then you also said that you traveled a lot and you worked everywhere. So it is. Wow, these ask me like the most difficult question of my life, the most painful part of my life. Uh, I thought it would be quite easy after graduating from Catholica to get a job, not just in Italy, not just in Europe, all over the world. But what you have to understand is I think the problem was with me. Like I said, I didn't know Catholica. I didn't know, I didn't do my research before coming to Italy. So I didn't know that just by coming here and graduating in my 30s, it would present itself as a problem. And so after graduation, I did send out quite a number of um, applications. Sometimes, yes, no response at all. Other times, I got a lot of rejection letters, a lot of emails. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Want us to keep you in our in our files in case a future position comes out. You see, I even know how to say it because you see it every single day <laughs> for the first six months after graduation. Um, but to me, I don't see such, I don't see rejection as a negative thing. I just see it as an opportunity for something better because from my past in, for me to move to Angola, it's because I could not find a job in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is about an 80% unemployment rate of university graduates, okay? Oh. So it's the worst scenario you can think of. So, so when the opportunity came to move to Angola, I took it. And I see the same thing, or I thought the same thing when I started getting the rejections here in Italy. And I think my worst rejection ever was being told, you know, someone automatically asking me, how old are you? And I said, okay, I'm 31. I think I was 31 at the time. I was 32, yes. And they said, no, you're too old. 
completely, completely forget about getting into consulting for any position whatsoever, apply to another industry. I know there's a specific industry where they're desperate and they'll take anyone, so apply there. That was kind of painful. Well, yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, it, it really, it's really bad because like they're basically, yeah, telling you that you're schooled for, um, for a specific job. But then like you actually have working experience because it's working experience and uh, it's an international working experience because um, it's in different parts of Africa, but it's in different countries anyway, like even though it's the same continent, but then it's, uh, it's in different countries. Um, so another question that I wanted to ask, so yeah, you talk a lot about fighting for your dreams in your podcast. Um, and you also said it now, but then like, how do you keep your energy up? It's hard. It's extremely, extremely hard. Every day, it's like you wake up and you have to tell yourself a better day will come tomorrow. And you have to tell yourself that if you don't work for your own dreams, no one's going to help you out. Family can only take you so far. The rest is up to you. A university can only take you so far. The minute you have that degree certificate, you are on your own. So you have to motivate yourself. Some people are extremely lucky. They're extremely... Um, I mean, like, I think about the Shakespeare quote. You know, some are born great, others... What? Work, achieve greatness. And, oh my gosh, I've completely forgotten it. But in other words, some just have greatness thrust upon them some have to work for it and i unfortunately have to work for mine it's not going to come to me like i wake up and there's a letter come work for us it's not going to happen and unfortunately with covid 19 that's the reality for many people every day i talk to people who have lost their jobs and i say Look at the positives. Look at the possibilities that are there. One door closes, another one will definitely open. You just have to open your eyes and, you know, use a magnifying glass if you have to. You'll find it. No, yeah, I mean, one of the, um, the best things that, you're, um, that you said in your podcast um, was that uh, regardless on um, how society might go against you for different reasons, uh, for example, like it can be age, gender, skin color, um, or for being a foreigner, um, but then you just said like, yeah, you have to prove them wrong. Um, and I don't know, that was one of the best things that I heard. Like you're like, I don't know. Uh, I really, really loved your podcast. And I, again, the first episode to me was really, really inspiring. So like to whomever lis is listening, I really hope they're going to listen to your podcast. Um, and especially the first episode, cause it's really, really good. Um, but then again, I mean, we already talked about like, how you have to suck it up sometimes uh, because you, you, you know that um, things are not going to come your way, but then you have to, um, but you have to uh, fight for it. Uh, but then sometimes, I don't know, like it's, it's nice when you know um, uh, what your dreams are, but then what about when you don't know um, where your dreams are? Like, how do you do it? Cause like you also said in your podcast that at first you want to be a lawyer and then you changed it to uh, accountant. So, and then, uh, I don't know, how, how do you know, like, you want to keep fighting for your dreams, so like, uh, how do you know, what are your dreams? I'm still searching for mine, definitely, okay? I think 
for me, it's just that financial success, financial stability, because that's literally what I fight for every day of my life. And I feel like probably when I started off wanting to be a lawyer, it's the reason why I speak on my podcast right now, because I wanted to use my voice to be able to help people. And even though the lawyer part didn't work out, another opportunity presented itself in accounting. And it was when I was studying to be an accountant, I worked as a radio host. Um, And during that time, you know, I was like, oh, I do have a voice. I used it. And it's that same lawyer voice. I'm so sorry, there's some background noise behind me. COVID-19 scares. (laughs) 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 All right, so it was as I was using my lawyer voice, Oh my gosh, this ambulance really does not want to go away. (laughs) It's not here, okay? Don't worry, I'm in a safe zone. Okay. (laughs) All right, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna try to cut this part for for the podcast. So <laughs> so like people that are listening to the podcast don't have to really listen to all this uh, ambulance noise. Okay, it's gone, so you can talk. <laughs> it's the reality of 2020 ambulance everywhere. Okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, as I was saying, you know, this even though one part of my dream changed, something else came out of it which was using my voice. And to be honest, how did I survive in Italy? I was teaching English. I was teaching business English. I was teaching English to young school kids in schools. And that really helped me in the sense that while I was talking to my business students, I was learning about the business of Italy. Mm-hmm. I was keeping myself you know, mentally there. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing that sometimes, yeah, you have a dream that you want, but life has a different path that it sets for you, and you can only fight it for so long. I had a guest who, um, on my podcast, I won't tell you who, so you can listen. I had a guest um, who said that, you know, you can try and go for a specific job all you want wait 10 years trying fighting to be a lawyer when maybe at the end of the day you're meant to be an accountant and a successful accountant so Mm -hmm. go where life takes you sometimes go for that door that opens that's willing to open and give you an opportunity and a chance otherwise if you try forcing some things you know nothing good will come out of it you'll be stuck at home miserable your whole life and this is another thing that you talked about like you um you always managed like now you said that um at first when you uh couldn't find a job you um you were an english teacher uh in italy and then you said kind of the same thing happened when you were um uh, back in zimbabwe that uh you couldn't find a job and then you started your own job you started your own business venture you started um uh was it cakes uh like a baking Uh, edible edible printing supplies okay so it started off making edible paper for cakes Mm -hmm. so you know taking people's photos and putting bin tin pictures on cakes so it's something that i google searched because i was terrible at decorating so you know (laughs) i found something else that i was good at and it's just so happened i had to make a choice go to angola 
for the volunteer position or try and work with that um, entrepreneurship, you know, venture that I wanted to go for. Uh, I think I made the right decision by going to Angola, you know, I think so. Um, because my brother took over and he's doing a fantastic job of it. He's expanded. He's oh, doing su such amazing things. And so, yes, I, I will say, I will admit that I've always been what we call in Southern Africa, a hustler. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can definitely call yourself like that. Cause like, I, I can see you're always working. You're always doing something new. You're always, um, you're not you're not just surviving you're really like thriving like every every situation happens to you it really looks like uh you managed to um to overcome it like um i know that definitely it's going to be um uh, with a lot of uh anxiety probably with a lot of um uh, internal turmoil um but i don't know listening to you like it really looks like you um uh, i don't know you always um find a way and it, it, it it's very very uh inspiring um uh, to be honest um another thing like you actually have not only a podcast not only now you're a consultant but now you also have a youtube channel right i try not to talk about that so much but yes I, i'm sorry i, I outed <laughs> you i'm sorry i outed you <laughs> i'm sorry yes i have a youtube channel well, I have two of them. One is for teaching English. I only posted something one time. It took me a week to make that video and very difficult experience. And the other one is about hair tutorials because I have, I'm a naturalist in terms of my hair. And I just felt like I wanted to share that with a lot of people that, well, especially a lot of um, Africans in Europe that don't have access and to supplies that don't have knowledge of how to keep and maintain their own hair. So I was trying to help out people. Sharing is caring, right? At yeah. the end of the day, that's why I started the podcast. That's why I start most of my not so, uh, how can I say my, yeah, my YouTube channel and my podcast to share. Yeah, and so uh, it's really interesting because you're not only sharing, but then like again, you're always, uh, yeah, you're always creating stuff for um, for a community, which whichever the community is, it's uh, still you're always creating um, something, and it's really I don't know. Again, it's 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 really inspiring. It's really nice to see uh, these kind of things. But then like one of the things that you said that like you have one of the challenges in Italy that is that you didn't have any network uh, at first. Do you have any network right now? Did you manage to create Slowly. something like a, a, a network of people? Like, I don't know, for example, it could be also of content creators on internet because you create content for YouTube, for podcasts. Unfortunately, I have zero content creator contacts. Everything I do is just Google search. Uh, Buzzsprout helps out a lot. It's my host. It's my platform. So they give out a lot of tips, a lot of information. Um, I have my Italian teacher as my biggest support system. So she's always been there since day one. For every interview I prepared for, she was always helping me or trying to help me, telling me, don't say that. It's horrible. <laughs> but uh, she was my number one supporter. My Some of my classmates that I was with, they were also international students like Isenin. 
some of my biggest supporters as well who help and who I share ideas and knowledge with, then I also have, um, sorry, just one second. Fate is against me. Someone's phone is ringing very close to me while I'm online. <laughs> so, okay, I think that's gone now. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> so, yes, um, my support system is actually mainly international. Mm -hmm. It's not so easy to make friends in Milan. I will be very honest about that. Most of the connections that I'm trying or I'm starting to make now are mainly with my students, my business oh. adult students. So you always share bonds. Honesty is the best policy. I'm honest with my students. They're honest with me. And, you know, a friendship develops. So I'm a teacher slash friend. Oh, it's good. It's good then. Um... I mean, you're all. I mean, that's also kind of like networking, because then they're um, you're teaching them business as well. So I guess they they are involved in business, so it can always um, work in a uh, in a network. It, it could be used as a network in general. Definitely. Um, I mean, one of the the um, questions that you ask yourself um, at the end of uh, again first episode of the podcast where you talk about your own life is am i succeeding and to be honest again i'm gonna tell you I, i'm i'm gonna ask you right now like do you think you're succeeding at the time i made that episode no i was not at the point that i am right now i would say i'm in a better position today than i was when i made that recording because it was for me to make that to share my painful story my not so successful african dream it was because i was failing to find guests to interview so you can just imagine that to me that was a failure just trying to launch that podcast failing to get guests on my podcast but then things started picking up the more guests i have the more my connections my community expands so i'm starting to have a little bit more communication with some companies exchanging ideas trying to see how we can help each other help connect professionals how we can find um, a link or opportunities between africa and europe italy and african countries so to me that is successful in that aspect However, on the financial side, I will still say that, you know, I think finance doesn't come that quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'm still waiting on that to happen. All right. Just because uh, we're hitting the 30 minutes mark, um, I just wanted to say, like, to be honest, I really think that uh, you are successful because um, you're doing a lot of things. And even though, like, again, uh, I don't I, I really find, uh, like, even though you, you think that your first episode uh, was a failure because um, you didn't have anyone to interview. To be honest, that was really good because, like, as a first episode, you're really showing yourself before interviewing other people. So I think that was um, that was really interesting because we got to know uh, you before getting to know other people. Otherwise, you would have interviewed others um, without um, without us really knowing you. 
um, you know, we'll just get small pieces of, of you through the interviews, but not really um, getting to know you and, uh, and getting to love your story. Because, like, to be honest, I really don't think, I, I, I don't know, um, I really don't think you conveyed um, any negative feeling. It really felt like, uh, at least to me, that you, um, you overcame a lot of things, or a lot of difficulties, and you never ever found excuses for anything. Um, you went to different countries without knowing the language and you learned it there. You learned Portuguese in Angola. Um, then you went to Italy and now you're learning Italian. So, I mean, you, again, you really never find, find excuses for, uh, for anything. And, and then you always manage to, um, if they don't give you a job, you create one. And that's one of the best, thing ever, best things ever. And you're doing it. So, Again, if I have to answer uh, to your question, I think that yes, you are succeeding. Uh, maybe not financially, but I think you can still get some gratification out of um, different small joys of life. Hopefully. Thank you for that feedback. You have just made my day. I mean, at the end of the day, being a millionaire is not, you know, to me, it's not the biggest or most important thing in my life. I love sharing. I like. I love helping my community. From my podcast, I did mention that part of the reason, or one of the ways, I came to Italy was through my a GoFundMe campaign, yeah. which I exceeded my goal, my financial goal, because people believed in me. People were willing to help me out, and it's not so easy for a lot of people to achieve that. However, I've always been a very open person. I don't believe in keeping secrets or lying to people. You know, just say things as they are. For you to be able to get the help you need, you need to be willing to say, this is me. Okay, maybe I'm not the IT whiz that you know, but I'm willing to work for it. And that's how a lot of my past work experiences came to me. My bosses said, you're a woman. How can you be a warehouse manager? And I said, you know what? I will show you. I've never done it before, but I know I can do it. And I did it. And they were happy. And I was happy. Self-satisfaction. And I learned a lot from that experience. Well, yeah, again, I, I completely love your, um, your way of thinking, your way of doing, especially. Um, so I really hope that... Um, that everyone gets to uh, to know you and listen to your podcast. And I don't know, I hope everyone follows you. Okay, so now if there's uh, no questions from the audience, um, we hit the 30 minutes mark. Uh, so we would um, leave this uh, live stream. Um, but yet again, thank you very much. And I'm really happy that um, you are our... Um, our first interview uh, of um, like us coming back as a, as a project because um, we are a project of European um, young European students. Um, you're from all over, and um, yeah, I mean, it, we wanted to uh, to include stories that we wanted to interview people to know their stories and to know stories that uh, are not just Eurocentric, um, to know stories from a little bit everywhere. Uh, stories of people that live in Europe but doesn't have to be um, completely like 
European or Eurocentric person. Like me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I will say one thing though that, oh, okay. I will say one thing though that even though I am from Zimbabwe, I am from Africa and I can say, okay, this is, you know, this happens to me in Italy because I'm a foreigner. A lot of, um, there was a post from my university a while back that talked about employment in, in Italy of graduates. And even though I posted my negative comment, I felt so happy to see other Italians going through the exact same problem that I was going through because then it made, it made me realize that, you know what, maybe it's not just about the color of my skin or my age. Maybe it's just a problem that the universities maybe have to look into that don't stop when you give someone a certificate. Because I know there are some universities here in Italy that go above and beyond to try and help university graduates after. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's an issue. That's an Italian issue that you. Um, it's kind of hard to find a job uh, after graduation. I mean, I um, I'm not even doing my master's degree in Italy, um, also because of this. Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, it, in Italy the problem is very intersectional. But um, I have to say that um, sometimes, yeah, I mean, uh, the color of your skin can be an, an additional issue, let's say that. Uh, but there is a rooted issue that is like unemployment and uh, basically also new age slavery because they pay you terribly uh, most of the times uh, if they pay you at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, there are, there are uh, different issues uh, with employment um, in Italy, and I don't know, maybe we can have another chat some other time, and we can talk specifically um, about that. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, that's a definite possibility. That is a possibility. That's a huge topic, which, you know, yeah, it can go on forever, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I'm saying, coming from a country that is 80% unemployment of graduates, I see so much potential, so much opportunity ah, here definitely. in Italy. I don't see the same problems that I have back home. So, <laughs> so oh, I, but then, I can't really comment. But then you're also like in Milan. So I, got, I, I think there it's a little bit, I don't know. I'm from Naples, so uh, it's a little bit more complicated down there, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard all this. Well, actually, we have a lot of people from the south coming to yeah. Milan. So, yeah, I kind of, I'm slowly starting to get an idea of, you know, what's really going on, because Milan sometimes feels like an island. You don't really know <laughs> what's happening in the rest of Italy. I hope I, I didn't say something wrong by saying that, but that is how it feels. No, no, no but that's completely true. I mean, environment. Mm -hmm. No, no, but that, yeah, that's completely true. But Milan is also like well, one of the most international cities in Italy, even more international than Rome. Um, and even though, again, Rome is the capital, but then, um, yeah, I mean, Milan is way more international, maybe because of all, all of the businesses. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely um, Milan is a little bit um, like um, a bubble. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, again, you're, um, you're doing well. I hope you're going to do great. And I see that, uh, someone else also wants you, uh, again. So, um, now I think that we just have to, um, we just have to have you again.
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm here. I'm here. But next time, you know, I'll bring more positive news. More positive news, definitely. Definitely, you have to. You just have to. <laughs> See, co post COVID is not all negative. There are opportunities exactly. out there. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> okay, so but thank thanks you very so much. much. Yeah, thank you, and uh, thank you everyone for listening. And we're gonna see each other next week for uh, another interview. And yeah, well, thank you very much, Liwa, and see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.